you're affected by anything you hear on this podcast, get in touch via manblues at gmx.com or at manbluesuk on Twitter. We're not qualified to help, but we can listen. Please don't suffer in silence. Hi, I'm Leon Deggs, and you're listening to Man Blues. In this episode, we're discussing show-offs. So why have I chosen to discuss show-offs? I don't hopefully need to explain what a show-off is. I would imagine that most men and most women uh, understand what showing off is. However, there are some examples of it where I do wonder why men appear to be showing off more than women. So for example, locally there is a pub that does an open mic night. By open mic, I mean music. So people can turn up, bring their guitars, and they'll be invited onto stage at the slot that they've chosen. They get to go up and they do three or four songs, and then they go and sit down. I've only been a handful of times, so the cohort of data isn't very large. So far, I've seen two women get up and perform, and I've seen 25 men get up and perform. That is not a good hit rate for the women. Why aren't there more women getting up on stage and showing us what they can do? Why aren't they deciding that that's a good platform for them to demonstrate their musical talents? The first night we went was on the recommendation of a friend of mine, and there were five acts, two of which were female. That's a much better hit rate than 25 to 2. However, Since then, I haven't seen either of the women go back and return and play again. So, I don't quite know what happened, but one of the women that was there gave me the impression that she goes quite regularly. Never seen her since. And I don't understand why. And the other woman who turned up, she played these beautiful lilting piano songs, very Tori Amos kind of music, um, that doesn't appeal to everybody, so maybe she just decided that that was it. She wanted that one outlet and done. But it does make me wonder why there aren't more women doing it because there's as many women can play guitar and play piano as there are men. So that got me thinking about comedy as well because there's obviously more male comedians than there are female. But again, I don't understand this because female comedians are just as funny. I've watched as many female comedians on stage as I have male. Actually, that's not true. I've watched as many female comedians as have been doing tours as I have male comedians who are doing tours. So because the female comedians aren't touring as much because they're not as many of them, I'm not able to see them. It led me to ask the question, why are there more male comedians than female comedians? Because as I said, women are also funny. And then it got me thinking, just by virtue of the fact that Barry Humphreys has died, Barry Humphreys was known for playing a character called Dame Edna Everidge, which was a man dressed as a woman saying some quite funny and often horrible things to people, but getting away with it because people know that you can say quite horrible things if you don't mean it. But Dame Edna Everidge was a man dressed as a woman, and so was Lily Savage. Again, Paul O'Grady died just recently, and that's again why it's come to the fore. It's sort of, I'm thinking, were those two men dressing as women because it was shtick and it got them a sort of an extra edge at the time in a male-dominated world? Or were they highlighting a perhaps bigger problem that there just aren't women out there that are wanting to be comedians? Now, nowadays, it's not as not as bad, I suppose. I don't need to go and list all the female comedians. I know there's a lot of them out there and they are incredibly funny people. 
And also, because people have said to me in the past, they think I've got quite a quick-witted brain, that I'm quite an intelligent and funny person. And I've often had people say to me, it's not a humble brag, but I've often had people say to me that I should try stand-up on stage. Okay. Here's the reason why I don't. I'm, first of all, scared, because I've never done it before. It's going to be a brand new thing. Um, I'm also worried that I can't actually write jokes. I've tried, but I don't think they work very well. And a lot of my stories, even the ones I've told on this podcast, they might be funny, but can they hold an audience? Can they hold their attention long enough for them to wait for the punchline? A lot of my stories have quite a big build-up. So if I was going to be a comedian, what kind of comedian would I be? Would I be like Gary Delaney, who just tells one-line gags and one-liners and things like that? Or would I be more like a storyteller like Dave Allen? But what I can tell you is, if I'm planning to start out, I need to have my act really honed. It needs to be tried and tested and perfected before I even try a comedy open mic night. Because my worry is, what do I do or say when I get heckled? Because I know I will get heckled. And it's just like, I don't quite... That that sort of aspect of it frightens me a lot. It frightens me enough that I don't want to do it. But here's the thing. I do know some very funny women as well. But I never hear anybody encourage them to take up stand-up comedy. Why does nobody suggest that? Are we all inbuilt with this kind of suggestion that comedy and um, showing off is a, is a male trait? And maybe women just won't like to do that. I don't know. But do women... Are they not the same as men? Do they not naturally perform and show off the way that men do? Surely they must do. Unless it is one of those things where the women are just better than men and they will sit back and watch us make fools of ourselves and then revel in the fact that they didn't embarrass themselves. Maybe it's a fear factor in the same way. Maybe it's a shame factor. Maybe it's an embarrassment factor. Because people have said to me, you know, how have I got the confidence to go up on stage and, you know, sing and talk and whatever it is that I do, you know, play guitar and so on. And I said, as I say to everybody, the first time was the hardest time because that's the first time when you're stepping up on stage, you've no idea how you're going to react, you don't know how you're going to feel. And then, you know, once it's finished, great. A lot of times in life, you get the confidence after the act. If you've never been on stage before, but you'd like to, if you're sitting at home now looking at that guitar in the corner or the piano in the corner, or even some poems that you've written and you think you'd like to go to an open mic night and, and demonstrate your talents, just do it. That first time really is tricky. I will admit that. I won't hide away from the fact that it isn't, because it is. But after you've done it the first time, the nerves just disappear. Well, they do for me. I don't know if I'm the same as other people, and maybe that's why people say to me I should try stand-up comedy, because I exude a certain confidence, and maybe the women around me who are funny don't. I don't know. But it got me thinking, is showing off actually a bad thing? So I found a quote on a website which I think is really interesting. It says, showing off is a natural human behaviour. Almost everyone wants to feel recognised, important, and receive attention sometimes. We are natural peacocks, aren't we, as human beings? But it made me think about... Um, I've actually invited them onto the podcast and unfortunately I haven't heard from them yet. That's by the by, I can keep plugging away. But David Earle and Joe Wilkinson are two well-known comedians here in the UK. And they have a podcast called Chatterbix. It's very funny because it's two comedians doing what comedians do best. They sit and they fret about showing off. 
they know that that's what they do and they also kind of lampoon each other for doing it it's really introspective when they talk about it and i do find it interesting that that's something that they dwell on a lot in fact they've released some merchandise and one of the t-shirts actually says now it's my turn because that's how they behave when they're showing off sort of like while one of them is showing off the other one's waiting for their turn to show off so it's kind of now it's my turn and it is a really interesting take on on this whole showing off thing and they kind of take each other apart for it and that's also in itself a defense mechanism because they recognize that behavior in each other so i looked up how to tell if you are a show-off so the first website i found actually had 10 telltale signs that you're a show-off so i'm just going to fly through them number one you divert every conversation to yourself number two you do things that you don't like just because they are cool number three all you do on your social media networking profiles is brag number four you constantly boast about your latest purchases number five you constantly fishing for compliments number six you look down on people who don't have something that you have number seven you keep talking until someone stops you number eight you flaunt insignificant things number nine you show off your significant other to people and number 10 you feel humiliated when other people show off now i would imagine most of us are affected by at least one of those i know i don't divert every conversation to me but i will talk until i'm stopped and this is the problem with these podcasts nobody's here to stop me and those times when i've had guests on the episodes the guest has interrupted me or in the case of red bless him has just let me continue talking which is bad i need to be interrupted i need to be stopped so of course now we move into positivity corner and there is a lot to be positive about being a show-off and there's also ways to kind of cope with being a show-off if that's what you feel your behavior is. So when I consider, for example, for the last few weeks I've been rehearsing a series of about four or five songs that I want to take on stage and do this open mic night and I just haven't got around to doing it yet because I just don't feel the right kind of confidence with those songs. It's not the issue of going on stage and playing the guitar and singing those songs that's holding me back. It's the fact that I don't want to make a mistake in those songs. But why does it matter? I don't want to be coming across to these people I don't know. So why do I care if the people who are there watching me fail will watch me fail? It doesn't matter. None of it matters. Because I'll go home at the end of the night and think, just needed to work harder on that song. And it's, it's pathetic. Why don't I just turn up? And then I think, is that me trying to show off, but trying to show off in such a way that makes everybody else go, wow, he's really good. That Degsy can play a mean guitar. Because if that's what it's about, I'd rather never go back. Because that, I don't think, is what I'm about. I'm about going up there and thinking, if I play something nice and people enjoy it, then they're getting some joy out of what I'm doing, rather than me having them look at me and think, he's amazing, what a brilliant guitarist. So... If you are really worried that you're showing off and you're unhappy about it, allow yourself to be proud of things. That is something I really struggle with. And I'm sure that's come across in all the previous podcast episodes. I struggle to be proud of the things I've done. I 100% agree with that. Uh, Number two is to elevate other people. I like to think I do that more, perhaps um, in recent years, definitely. I do like to think I do that. I talk about other people being good. Number three is to use self-accepting mantras. Now, I'm going to put the link to the website in the blurb for this episode so you can go through and read the suggestions against that one about using self-accepting mantras because it does give some really useful mantras that you can use. And I think they're really very helpful. Number four is to allow yourself to be vulnerable. Yeah, that's true. 
but I feel that I'm both vulnerable and showing off. I mean, I've talked before that I've got an introverted extrovert personality or I've got an extroverted introverted personality, either one, whichever one it is. And I do pick and choose which one I need at which time. So allowing myself to be vulnerable is kind of my default. That's my go-to, that's my stance. So number five was to embrace your reality. On the website, it says some people show off because they try to convince themselves that life is going better than it actually is. Sometimes you just need to take a step back, look at a situation and accept it for what it is. And finally, number six is to consult a therapist. Not all of us have the money to do that. But what is step six telling you? If we drill into it and we boil it down into its constituent parts, number six is telling you talk, 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 talk. That's what pretty much all of the underlying things are and all of the solutions to all of these problems in these podcasts. Find someone you can talk to. Just ask a nearest and dearest and say, do you think I'm a show off? Do you think I'm doing this? Do you think I manipulate conversations? Do you think I dominate situations? There's only one way to find out and that's to open your mouth and to talk to people. So I'm Leon Deggs and well, this whole podcast is just me showing off, right? All of the episodes I've done so far, all of the series that I'm doing. I mean, I even did an episode where I displayed my musical talents as a treat, no less. So am I tragic or do I have a light that I have to shine? Do I have a talent that needs to be displayed to people? So if you wouldn't mind, answers on a postcard to... Thanks for listening.